Dear brothers and sisters, the readings of today encourage us to take on our responsibility to call out in truth when either our fellow human or any person entrusted to our care has done evil. This is a delicate responsibility that in different ways entrusted to us, father, mothers, teachers, um, brothers and sisters, uh, toward different people and from which we can learn both the foundation of this responsibility to correct, to help each other in fraternal correction, and to learn the art to properly do it. In the first reading, the prophet Ezekiel is appointed watchman for his fellow Jews, and he will be held accountable if he spoke up when they were doing evil. He's not going to respond for the evils of, evil of others in front of God, but uh, they, will go undergo, they will undergo their own judgment. However, the prophet will be held accountable if these souls entrusted to him remain entrapped in their own sin and he did not warn them or call them out while they were still in life. In the gospel, on the same page, Christ invites his disciples to correct their brothers when they do evil starting from a, an individual and private correction to a more formal canonical process where witnesses are gathered and the truth is uh, uh, carefully ascertained. That teaching goes so far as to found the responsibility of bishop, bishops to excommunicate, so to exclude from the Christian community when someone in a public role persist in grievous scandal sin and does not repent from it. Christ has to be so specific in uh, his instructions because, <coughs> excuse me, because he knows also that his disciples are also fallen creatures. So they could either refrain from that responsibility out of fear or abuse that power or out of negligence, for, um, leave aside some elements of the truth and so give a wrong judgment rather than a just one. So fraternal correction and paternal correction are delicate responsibility from which we cannot refrain when it is entrusted to us, but we need to learn how to administer it well. So when we are called to do it, we need to remember that as much as a correction is a painful responsibility that we would like to avoid, if we have to do it, it will, we will cause additional harms if we do not do it. Often we are tempted to think that we need to choose between correction and love. This is wrong. True love aspires, wants, wishes the goodness of the other person. If the other person is entrapped in evil, love requires a warning or a word of correction. If we refrain from the painful work, we should discern if we truly love or we are just looking for approval, which is not love. Love is patient, love is kind, it bears all things, St. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 13. In the specific case, Love requires, in, when love requires correction, 
and warning and even a punishment, what love is called to bear in that case is the pain of seeing the other persons entrapped in evil and maybe not repenting. The pain of the person going through the consequences of his own or her own evil. Like a surgeon, when he cuts, in order to perform the surgery, he's not doing with, out of, out of a, a joy to, feel, to cause him pain. But if he refrains from it, he's not gonna perform the surgery. So bearing all things, the, pay, the, the pain of love, in that case, is part in the, of the dynamic of correction. This internal bearing, this patience, this suffering, um, along with the correction given, is expression of true love. As God did with us, who allowed that when we rejected him, he could have waived the consequences of that. He's God. Why death entered into creation? Why suffering entered? Why concupiscence became part of us? He's God. He could have waived all of this. But in his infinite wisdom as a father, as a teacher, as a true educator, he allowed those consequences to remain so that we could learn through the bitterness of those consequences that we don't want to go away from God anymore. That our freedom has been formed, matured through those consequences. And also, God bears the pain of the educator because he first and foremost suffered for us. His son died to deliver us from those consequences. So differently from God, we fallen creatures, we need a constant inner work of purification if we want to be true, good fathers and mothers that implement correction in a healthy way, in the way God wants us to do. We need to pray. Prayer is essential if we want to gain, learn that art of correction as love. When we pray, we regain control of the passion of anger. Anger is a good passion that uh, is stirred in us in order to fix an injustice to intervene in case of an injustice outside of us. But when anger drives us, it becomes toxic for us, and it does not solve its scope to fix the injustice outside. In what way is disordered anger? In a case in which I can be angry for any situation that does not require anger disproportionate, or another situation in which maybe it is right to have that anger, but if I know that that anger is not gonna fix any injustice because it's out of my power, even that becomes disordered. So when we pray, we regain detachment, a healthy detachment from that passion, and we regain control of it. So we can rightly use it in the right way, which for happen, can happen in fraternal correction. When we pray, we also regain the attitude of love for ourselves and for others who are causing evil. 
if we realize that we are called to make that warning or that correction, that correction is not a reaction because my nerves are, are, are hit or my anger is triggered, but is a correction out of pure love which wants the good of the other person, even if it costs me painful correction. When we pray, then, we also regain the perception of the true origin of love of the sinner. The sinner, as long as he breathes, he has in his nature the original goodness that God has given. Even if he is, unfortunately, totally, almost totally covered by evil done with responsibility. But when I pray, I regain the perception that that little glimmer of goodness that is in that person is the one that shines out and is the one that I bet on. Even if I have to correct, even if I have to punish in order to avoid that additional evil is performed. When we pray, our love is strengthened and it will not fade even when it is repetitively tested by someone else's evil. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, let's learn again from God our responsibility to truly love each other and the ones entrusted to our care in the light of the truth. Let's ask wisdom, prudence, justice, courage, charity, mercy, when we're called to make a corruption, to help someone who may be entrapped in evil.